Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. So today's episode is going to be a nice, short, and sweet one, but it's going to be one that's important nonetheless. And we're going to be talking about free nutrition mistakes that you have to avoid when you first get started with a fat loss journey, okay? When you first just get the goal of losing body fat, losing weight, getting leaner, whatever it may be that you define it, there are simple but easy to kind of avoid mistakes that you have to be aware of. And that's what I'm going to show you today. I'm going to teach you Free of those. Now, keep in mind, as always, it's not an exhaustive list. There are others out there that you should be aware of. And on depending on your individual circumstance, there are things you have to consider. But today, I'm going to share common, free common mistakes that many dieters make when they first get started. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. First, before we get into it, though, obviously, I want to say that let's talk about the basics of weight loss, okay, or the calories in, calories out model. But basically what I want to say is at a foundational level, to lose body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit, which means that your calories in, calories out has to be in a negative balance so that your body can actually burn the body fat. That's just simple science that you can't deny that if you are trying to lose body fat, you have to be in a deficit. And if you're not seeing losses in body fat, you are not by definition in a deficit. Now, there's so many factors to consider in terms of calories in, calories out. The fact that you know calories in is everything you eat and drink. And calories out is not just exercise. There is also the big part of it being your basal metabolic rate, basically, the, the metabolism, so to speak, to keep you alive, as well as incidental activity, thermic effect of food. Essentially, your body uses energy to break down food and use it, and also things like that. Okay, so that's just that it's not just a simple uh, eat less, move more. There are other factors to consider there. But here's the three mistakes that people make. Okay, number one, low calorie diets. Now, you may be wondering, you've been saying, wait, but low-calorie diets are going to help you lose weight. How is that a mistake? Let me explain. Okay, good question, but let me explain. So low-calorie diets, when I talk about low-calorie diets, I'm talking about very restrictive, very low-calorie diets, like you know, eating just 1,200 calories because that's like the, the standard norm that's promoted and things like that, or eating 800-calorie diets or doing full-on fasts where you're hardly eating any calories some days. Those sort of things are mistakes because while they can help you get some quick weight loss results, it's not going to be sustainable. And also at the same time, it's not going to be the most healthiest way of doing so as well. Okay, you got to consider that as well when you're looking at what diet to do and how to approach your nutrition and how to approach your fat loss. Not just what works, but what works in a sustainable, healthy way. That's not going to push the limits of your physiology, especially as an athlete. You've got to be careful with this. You need to be you know, aware of things like low energy availability and you know the female athlete triad and all these sort of things that are going to impact you physiologically and not going to make you the best athlete possible and can actually harm your health. That's a topic for another day, so I'm not going to talk about reds and all that sort of stuff today, but just know that low-calorie diets are a mistake. You can get the result you're going for with a more modest calorie deficit with the right strategy in place. It's just simple as that. Number two is supplement reliance. Now, this one's more of like a, it's a mistake depending on the context. 
So I should probably say that. It's a mistake depending on the context, but over-reliance on supplements, even the right supplements, so supplements that have been shown to work and actually are shown to work with you specifically, is a problem because you have to focus on food first. Supplements are literally that. They're supplementary. They're in addition to what you're doing with your nutrition already. They're not going to be the magic solution. It's not like you can eat like crap and then you take a supplement and then you're going to be all good. You have to have a baseline diet that addresses your nutritional needs. So an over-reliance on supplements, and I see this time and time again with athletes, is they always want the latest trendy supplement thinking that that's the latest solution to their problems or that extra edge that's going to give them over their competition. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. Even if the, if the best player in your favorite sport in the world says this is a supplement they take, that does not mean that that's the reason that they're that level of, of skill. This just doesn't, okay? If LeBron James came out and said, I take X, Y, and Z supplement, and this, you know, this is what I take now, I can bet you a lot of people will be like, oh, that's surely what's helping him become so good at basketball. I, if I take that, I'm going to improve my skills in basketball. It doesn't work that way. So you've got to be careful with the over-reliance on supplements because the truth of the matter is it's simply supplementary. It's not going to do anything for you if your baseline diet is shit. Okay, just to be blunt, if your baseline diet is shit, supplements are just going to be expensive urine most likely. Okay, so over-reliance on supplement is a mistake. And also from the sense of, because obviously we're talking about mistakes to avoid when trying to lose body fat, over-reliance on supplements will steer you down the wrong path of misinformation because you're going to be thinking, oh, fat burner is going to help me, or oh, this pre-workout is going to give me that extra apparent metabolic boost that's going to help me lose body fat. And the reality is that you have to be in a calorie deficit. You can, you can take any supplement under the sun, and if you're not in a calorie deficit on a consistent basis with the right strategy, you're not going to see the results. You're just not. Okay, You're not going to see the results, and that's why over-reliance on supplements can be an issue because it kind of it kind of blurs the line between what actually works and what doesn't, what's scientifically backed and what's evidence-based and what isn't. And that's the issue that I have with it. Okay, so over-reliance on supplement, not a good thing. And then thirdly and finally, unrealistic expectations. Okay, you're probably thinking, oh, I thought you were give me something very tangible in terms of the mistake to avoid. No, it's unrealistic expectations. One of the biggest reasons that I see people give up on their, on their journey, and I've seen it before, time and time again, is unrealistic expectations. And as much as you know, we'll all try and be realistic with our expectations, unless you have someone with outside eyes looking into your situation, helping guide you, it can be difficult for some people. And that's understandable. Okay, I've been like that in aspects of my life in the past as well. So I can admit that. But unrealistic expectations are things that are going to lead you astray. It's something that's going to make you want to give up, something that's going to not make you put in the effort you need to be putting in, and it's just going to be too overwhelming and stressful. And I mean, yes, fat loss journey is not necessarily the most enjoyable thing in the world, but it shouldn't be miserable either. So you have to have realistic expectations of what you're trying to achieve. It's just as simple as that. You can't be going, oh, I'm going to try and lose five kilograms in a month and think that that's going to be viable. Or even if you're able to achieve that's going to be healthy for you as an athlete. No, no, you have to have realistic expectations. Now, obviously that can be saying if you're not trained in nutrition and physiology and that sort of stuff, it can be hard to kind of really grasp in terms of, oh, well, what is realistic? And if you were to type it up on the internet, I'm sure there's going to be good information and really crappy information out there that's going to give you misinformation again. So the best, honestly, the best way to do it is to seek out the guidance of a professional. So if it's in relation to an exercise routine, 
seeking out an exercise professional if it's related to nutrition, seeking out a sports dietitian if it's related to an injury, seeking out a physio, and you, know, you get the point. You seek out a professional to take out the guesswork and give you the blunt truth. But unrealistic expectations is, yeah. It's saying that really worries me, especially with new clients, and saying that really, really honed down into with new clients is speaking about what's realistic and what they can expect because really it frames the whole journey a lot more effectively. There's nothing worse than taking someone down a path where they think they're going to achieve this thing that's unrealistic and then they don't achieve it and they feel like they've failed and that's not, not fun. It's not fun for anyone involved in that team. So yeah, unrealistic expectations is something I really wanted to share and it's saying that beyond low-calorie diets and supplement reliance is probably one of the biggest reasons people don't succeed with fat loss journeys or don't have a good time with it is because they're just always going, well, why am I failing? Why am I not getting this result? This person got this result, why can't I? Remember, never compare yourself. First of all, you don't know their situation, don't know what they did, and you don't know their genetics. Okay, And you don't know if they're lying or not as well because you know humans lie. So unrealistic expectations saying that I really want you to think about and hone down on because it could be the make or break factor for you and your journey. It's as simple as that. But in addition, obviously, I did share supplement reliance as well. Make sure you are focusing on food first first, <laughs> okay, before you focus on supplement reliance. And even then, you have to focus on the right supplements. And of course, don't be led down the path of, I need to be on a very low-calorie diet because that's the only way to lose weight. Unless you're the very small, minute part of the population that needs a very low-calorie diet to lose weight or initiate weight loss, you do not need to go on a low-calorie diet. And I can tell you, that I'm yet to find an athlete, a very active athlete or an active individual, weekend warrior, doesn't matter, who needs to be on 1,200 calories. Some people just happen to eat sometimes like that, and that's okay. But to actually need to be on 1,200 calorie diets and restrict it and feel the physiological issues with that, you don't need that. Okay, so that's the three mistakes. Number one, low-calorie diets. Number two, over-reliance on supplements too early. And number three, unrealistic expectations. Okay, so that's the three nutrition mistakes I want you to be aware of and avoid when you first get started with your fat loss journey or if you're already doing it now, if you're already kind of got the ball rolling, already trying to lose that body fat, trying to get leaner, well, these are things to consider now as well. And if none of these are affecting you, if you're like, yeah, nah, all these mistakes are not affecting me, well, kudos, pat yourself on the back, I'm happy for you. But if you've got any questions regarding this, please send me an email at alexa at theclimbingdietitian.com.au. Otherwise, you can obviously find me on Instagram at The Climbing Dietitian. And yeah, as always, I want you to subscribe or follow whichever one it is on whatever platform you're listening to me today. I want you to subscribe to this podcast. You can stay up to date with every time that I release an episode. And also, I want to ask a quick favor. If you enjoy what I talk about, if you enjoy this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you can go to like Apple Podcasts and just drop a five-star review telling the world what you think of my podcast so that I can spread the message of good information, good nutrition information, and so that we can grow this podcast and reach more people, okay? Reach more athletes and help empower their lives. So if you enjoy what you listen to, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. And until next time, have a good one. See you later. Stay classy. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. 
simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.